You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, and your alignment with your source. When we feel good, we give the universe an opportunity with our point of attraction to receive even more good. We celebrate who you really are and who you're becoming. Test one, two, test one, two. All's well, all's well. And I'm going to start. Woohoo! <clears throat> Hello, everyone. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity.fm. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. That's so funny. I was about to say, this is your feel-good sister, Heather. What is that about? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. We are here to talk about this gorgeous, amazing, contrasty, sometimes stinky, (laughs) sometimes beautiful smelling life that we're living and we love to talk every week about the law of attraction we're so happy you're here hi we want to give a kind of a high vibe to all our abrahammers out there our hammerheads our hammer eskers i don't know i'm just coming up with weird words (laughs) and we also love our unity folks and some of us are both like myself i'm a a hammer unity unity hammer and uh and we're so happy you're here we what we like to do every week if it's the first time you're listening to the show because i have to remember there's a lot of new people listening i just want to give you a quick um kind of idea of what we do here. We talk about the law of attraction, but in what we think is a very everyday tangible way, but it's also very elegant. We base a lot of our talk on what we learned from Abraham Hicks or Esther Hicks, abraham-hicks.com. We just kind of love them and love what's coming through. But more importantly, Heather and I sync up to our own inner beings and our own inner knowing. And what proceeds is some really interesting conversation about how to find more joy, more love, more ease, more flow. Anything else, Heather, that we try to find? The feel-good flow. The feel-good flow, which is what we love, which is why we call ourselves the feel-good sisters. Because what we know is that if you're feeling good, chances are better things are coming your way. And why not, right? Um, So happy almost Halloween to everyone. What an exciting time of year. I love this time of year, getting um, all the costumes sorted out. I'm trying to convince my son that he doesn't need three costumes. <laughs> just is one. He, is he wanting to wear three at once or just three no. different throughout the day? Or what's that about? He just different events, right? So different events require different yeah. costumes. Which I, then you know. he might need three. You might have to go with it. <laughs> I might have to go with it. How about your girls? What are they going to do? Maya's just devastated that she's in trouble because as a teen, she just pulled some stuff. She's like, I hate Halloween now because every year I manage to get myself into trouble. And so she's like rebelling. And then Elise wants to be a freaky doll with her three other best friends. And she's big into makeup. So she wants to create like a crack on her face and like an evil side and a nice side on her face. 
Ooh, I like the creativity of that. That sounds really good. Well, it's going to be a wild time, no doubt. And it's always fun to kind of let loose and be other personas. And it's also, you know, we're starting moved, moving toward the end of the year feeling and, and that I love this time of year because it's not quite full on yet. And yet there's the anticipation and excitement of the future. But today on the show, what we're going to talk about specifically is the wild. We're going to talk about the wild beasts of the planet and what's going on with them and what happens when we domesticate these beautiful pets that we become our, our family. And, uh, and the reason we're going to be talking about that is because Abraham does a really extraordinary way of um, coming in through the the question that was posed to them at a recent workshop, why do dogs fight when they're supposed to be aligned? And Abraham has always talked about the fact that um, dogs and cats and the wild and all things that are um, are animal-based are mostly in alignment, mostly uh, connected to their source. But there's an interesting discussion that unfolds in this recent workshop where we start to understand what happens when we domesticate. And it's not only the animals that are domesticating, it's us as well. And what happens when we come into community and we quote unquote make sacrifices to work and live with one another? Um, and we and we definitely, as we love to talk about every week, want to talk about how important it is not to compromise your freedom. And yet that's what's happening with the dogs when we see them out of alignment. So it's a pretty heady topic, you know, it's but I think that what unfolds is for me some insight on why it is sometimes that having to be in community with others and be in close proximity with others can be a little upstream experience. Maybe some of you also experience that where you just kind of don't want to (laughs) go. You just want to be alone. Well, and it doesn't always apply to animals, right? Humans too. Like I always, that's kind of funny the way you're talking about it because I always say I am not domesticated. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly it. You know, they say that we're not, we don't want you to be domesticated because there's some things that come from domestication that, you know, curb your freedom. However, there are wonderful conveniences that are part of us coming together. Um, Wonderful advantages that we can take when we come together and live together and work together. So it's, it's really kind of an interesting discussion. So let's get right to it again. Um, we are listening to a little bit of this work from Abraham, and we encourage you, as we always say every week, to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com. This particular workshop, I think, was in San Diego in 2016, um, but you can get the entire workshop. And of course, we always encourage you to buy everything they do and go on all their trips, and it's just an extraordinary organization. And we're so, so grateful and thankful for the work that they're doing so that we can talk about these interesting topics. So here we go. Again, why? is it that dogs are fighting? Why do dogs fight? Fun. Really? No, I just made that up. (laughs) Well, your question is, you're a little surprised about it as we talk about the beasts of the planet mostly being in alignment. So it would seem odd if someone who were in alignment would pick a fight. But in order to understand why that particular fight might be happening, you'd have to understand who those particular dogs are or what was going on. Does it surprise you that they have opinions or desires? Does it surprise you that a dog would want his space or his food? Does that surprise you? Do they seem completely unintentional? So anytime someone has an intention that feels threatened by someone else, in that misunderstanding, 
that their well-being is being threatened by somebody else, whether it's a human or an animal. There's some of that involved. Animals have intentions too. Usually the intentions of the beasts are misunderstood by humans who would like to superimpose their intentions over. But there are a lot of innate characteristics in the beasts of your planet that are part of who they are for the continuation of their existence, you see. I work with dogs, mm -hmm. and I'm often called about dogs that are a little bit on the jerkier side, fighting and things, and I'd like some solutions. I do integrate a lot of your teachings into our humans, kind of help them control their expectations, control their vibrations, because what I notice is beasts are more energy-driven. Generally speaking, and we know you'll appreciate this, and we know you understand this, is that and it's true of humans too, you have yourself caught in this uncomfortable position of following your own alignment and socializing with others. And socialization feels like compromise to you. And yet over time, you sort of are like the horse that is broken. You give in to the socialization even though you don't like it. And the beasts of your planet who are domesticated or socialized are a bit like you, while the animals who are in the wild are behaving more from their own sense of freedom. And so it's a typical thing when you see animals that are not being cornered or who are not being challenged by something. They just keep migrating to something that's better for them. They do a much better job than humans do of just moving to a space that feels better. And you hear about earlier parts of your civilization. That's the way man was at one time, too. In his less civilized state, man migrated to what he wanted more. Moved to where the water was, moved to where the food was, moved to where the challenges weren't. But any time any physical consciousness, whether it's human or animal, gets into this shortage consciousness state where they believe that something that is important to them is being challenged, then there is a defensiveness that comes forth. And you can trace it back to every animal behavior study or science that you've ever seen, and it is true of humans. So we have questions from the animals about you first, and then we'll answer your human questions to the animals next. So the animals want to say to you, why do you fight so much with each other? Why do you not just move to a space where you feel better? Why is fighting your first defense when for us it is our last defense? And the answer to the question is, it has to do with the socialization of you. Because here it comes. In your not connection, which then fosters vulnerability and shortage consciousness, you are always more defensive. In your alignment, in your empowerment, in your autonomy, in your sufficiency, then you are softer. And so, as humans are less connected and therefore less supported and less refreshed and therefore more vulnerable and therefore more defensive, you fight more. So, the uncomfortable place that you sometimes think you are in, you're really not because it's all good, it's all contrast, it's all moving forward, but specifically to this question. So you got one foot in the world that says we are better as a community because it's hard to live alone. There are a few of you who really want to go out and pick berries and eat rattlesnakes. <laughs> Socialization just serves you. You have more comfort in your life when you work together. 
and so socialization has so many benefits that you choose socialization but it has what you feel is not a benefit in that now you got to compromise now you got to make room for the others now you got to make room for others ideas now you got to let what they think matters be important too and so you're finding that balance and the beasts of your planet who are in the wild don't have to find that balance but the beasts that are domesticated like the humans are having to find that balance does that make sense to you? the short version of that that we've been telling for years this was the long juicy really satisfying version the short version of that that we've been telling for all these years is that animals in the wild are more connected to source the domesticated animals begin to act more like you so did you answer the animals question to you? why do you fight with each other? what's the answer? we feel vulnerable we feel vulnerable and we have shortage consciousness. And the animals say, we knew that's what you'd say. Interesting. Never, never a dull moment with our Abrahams. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on Everyday Attraction, we're going to dive deep and find the jewel that is in that knowing of finding the balance between our freedom and our so-called domestication. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. It's time to feel good and allow all that has already been given. Before we get back to this week's show, we want to tell you about our essential oil blend of the week, Motivate, the encouraging blend. Here's what we know about our emotions. They live in the cells of our bodies. Scientists have discovered a part of our brain called the amygdala, where negative emotional patterns can get stuck. We also know that our olfactory system, our nose, is directly connected to these parts of the brain, the emotional seat. So when we breathe in these non-resistant pure oils, they intercept and can break up some of these emotional patterns. Amazing, right? Science and spirit. That's why we love the essential oil blends from doTERRA, the purest oils on the planet. They're called emotional aromatherapy. And the motivation blend helps us move from doubt and pessimism to courage and belief, from cynicism to confidence. And you just have to breathe it in. And it's an amazing fresh scent. Peppermint, clementine, coriander, basil, vanilla. I mean, it's so good you can eat it. No, really, it's so good you could eat it. To get your hands on this negative emotion buster, go to our website and click on the Feel Good product page or check out our blog to learn more. 
Our website is everydayattraction.com. That's everydayattraction.com. And now, back to the show. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity.fm, Unity Online Radio. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is your feel-good sister, Heather. So, Heather, what were your thoughts? That's a lot that we just listened to a track about Abraham speaking specifically about this balance between being in community and domesticated and also keeping our freedom and our connection and being able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Yeah, it was interesting because it's kind of that mirror thing. Like um, we're asking or he was asking the question, why do dogs bite? And then they kind of came around and they said if they had a voice, they would say, why do you humans fight? You know, and it's like so even the question comes from a place of looking at ourselves. Yeah, um, I like that. In our our defensiveness. And then at the end, of course, the vulnerability piece Um and I mean, they said also in there, the contrast is always good, whether it be you're in your defensiveness or you're getting along or you're domesticated or fighting against, it's always good. Um, and so like what I always kind of look for is the majority. If the majority of the time I'm in the feel good flow, then that works. But if the majority of the time I'm not, then it doesn't work for me, you know? So it's like, so I look, look to adjust. What do I need to adjust? And so I think they are naturally knowing what to adjust. Um, I thought it was interesting when they said we have over time migrated towards the water and migrated towards the food and migrated towards these things to make our lives easier. And that is the feel-good flow, like to create that ease and um, comfort for ourselves. And so I just thought it was a really interesting track. And whether it had to do with animals or not, it was really powerful. (laughs) Doesn't it? It kind of revealed this idea that, you know, I've heard them say before too. Um, you know, the law, the you know, everything is based on the law of attraction, and that which you're, you know, coming to you is a match to you. But they also said sometimes that can get wonky when you actually compromise yourself and go into social situations out of pressure or out of obligation, and you find yourself in selves in circumstances that you don't want to be in because you didn't follow your intuition. You didn't follow your inner knowing. You compromised because you felt responsible to someone or you felt responsible to the group. And how many times have we gone to a party and been like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have gone. You know, I didn't feel good about this. And yet I went because I had to please the community or I had to make compromises to the community. And I think, again, they were talking about the fighting this balance. It's not all or nothing. It's not like, oh, I'm free. Just get out of my way. And it's not um, compromising because there are a lot of benefits. And we want to beat the drama, the benefits of coming together. Because, you know, indoor plumbing, a nice thing. Can we just talk about that? <laughs> right? So there are benefits to our coming together that we, that we don't want to um, undermine. But it is interesting to see what happens that when we're out of alignment, which is always what they come back to, when we're out of alignment and then we go into a community setting where we think what we want is threatened, where we think what we can't have what we want, at such a deep level, we rebel um, and we feel vulnerable. We feel scarcity consciousness. And I just wanted to look at those two things in our own lives that always lead to us feeling like we can't have what we want. 
and then we defend. And boy, isn't that just kind of a snowball effect. Once we get defensive and then we're pushing against and then we get all kinds of fun stuff coming our way. But this idea of vulnerability and scarcity is a myth. I mean, it's not true. We, we are not vulnerable. We are not, there's no such thing as scarcity in the non-physical, in the, in the metaphysical. It's just a matter of that translation. So wasn't that interesting, those two things? And I think watching when they come up in us and going, oh, here I am. I'm outside of um, the receiving mode. Yes, outside of the receiving mode. I was just thinking about how it was, um, well, one, the, the guy at the beginning asked the question, he's like, the jerkiness of the animals and that he... He's like animals that are kind of jerky. <laughs> and then talking about using the um, principles for the humans that own the animals. <laughs> right. And he actually teaches the owners. <laughs> right. Because the, I'm yeah. sure animal behavior has to do with the owners more than the animal. Right. Absolutely. Because they're feeling vulnerable and they're feeling shortage consciousness. And, and it does come back to this very core understanding that when we don't feel connected, there's all kinds of trouble that we um, can make for ourselves. And again, as you stated, it's all good. It's all contrast. We're finding our balance. We don't want to beat up on ourselves when we, when we're feeling vulnerable or we're feeling shortage consciousness. That's step five, right? Is when you are connected to source and back at step one and you're asking, it's all good. But I think it's really interesting to watch when we start to compromise ourselves in order to please the community, in order to please the larger social thing. And, you know, in this kind of tumultuous political climate, I think that this understanding is really apropos, right? Because yeah. we see why people get so angry and so defensive. And in a way, it kind of softened my heart and, and allowed me to have more compassion for them because they are literally feeling shortage consciousness. They're feeling vulnerable. They're feeling like they can't have what they want. And like a dog, they're going to bite. And that's what we're seeing a lot on this political front. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. And the other, the piece that it was interesting is, and they probably didn't even say this, but like when I listen to a track, a lot of times I'm not even listening to the words, but I'm just feeling the energy and then noticing what I'm experiencing from it. And uh, what I was experiencing when I was listening this time um, was that place of, connecting in with my inner being and and going into where the animal are when the animal is just its pureness so like as an animal myself going into where is my pureness you know where am i truly just being me and there was that socialization piece where i think we're pressured into trying to be someone else sometimes or trying to you know, quantify things like, oh, if I have X number of friends, I will enjoy my life more. Or if I, if I like to go to parties, I will enjoy my life more. And I was just actually feeling my appreciation for my friends and that it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality and the depth and the connection and, um, that ease and ability to be ourselves. Um, so I feel like the animals model that for us because, they are just themselves, you know, even though they probably behave differently in our, in our experience. I mean, obviously if you go to the pound and you pick up a dog that's been kicked or beaten, it's going to have, you know, be frightened, but it didn't come in being frightened. It's like our imposition created fright within that. Exactly. It's, it's We've, powerful. 
we've created these artificial circumstances that look like there is shortage consciousness, that look like we're vulnerable, that look like you have to compromise who you are in order to be part of the community, to be part of the tribe. And, and a lot of this, I think, is, is really sort of built into our DNA and built into our survival mode. And, you know, and you can imagine, as they said in earlier times, we would just go to a space where no one was, right? If there was an issue, we'd be like, I'm out of here, where you can't really do that if you if you've made choices to live in an urban community or you've lived in a a community you can't just be like I'm out of here off the grid. I mean some people do and God bless them, but for the for most of us what we want to do and the clear differential is you can absolutely have a wonderful time in community, but you need to make sure you're in alignment. You need to make sure you're connected to your broader knowing, you're connected to source, that you're seeing that you have infinite choices and infinite possibilities, and that you don't have to say yes when you when you mean no. You know, I think sometimes it's so simple where we find ourselves saying yes to something, to be part of something. And we clearly know entire our entire body, our emotional set is saying no, 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 no. And we go anyway. And that's really kind of an interesting lesson that you can, you don't have to go. And when you do have to go, let's say you absolutely have to make it. You have to pick up your kid at three o'clock. You cannot go to the spa, right? That was the thing. Then you've got to find a way to hook up before you go do what you have to do to do what it is that you're responsible to. And so there are ways, again, in how we can mm, enjoy the community and not feel vulnerable and not feel like we are being, um, that we have to choose freedom over um, being part of something. It helps us remember that we're always at choice and whatever we choose is just fine. Whether we choose to be in the contrast and choose to, you know, domesticate when we don't feel like it or not. It's okay. too. All of it's just perfect. There's something to experience and learn in each moment. And I always kind of go back to that place about judgment. One thing that animals don't do is judge themselves or each other. Right. And so I know if I'm judging other people that I'm probably in judgment of myself because it comes from someplace. (laughs) Exactly. It is a beautiful thing to see that. And also um, what I love and sort of the everyday takeaway for today's show is know that you have more freedom than you're probably giving yourself. Know that you could probably say no to things on the domestication realm more than you maybe are. There's probably more room for you because like you said, Heather, we are, we have so much judgment in our mind about what people will say and think and all that can be let go. So we do have more freedom and we always want to choose ourselves in the sense that if I know this doesn't feel good, that's all the information I need to go in the other direction. Like that's enough, not feeling good about something. And, and I, you know, I joke about the fact that I do have a group of friends who can make plans and we can, you know, decide to go somewhere. And then when the day comes, I can say, you know what, guys, I'm not feeling it. And they'll be like, cool. Cause we don't want you there if you're not in the vortex. Yeah, <laughs> you know, where, sure. where there's other groups that I'm involved in where I could say, you know what, I'm just not feeling it. They'd be like, really? You know, we've been planning this for six months, right? Um, So we just have to find that balance and find that place. But my hunch is that we have more freedom than we're using. And we don't want to give up our freedom for domestication because you know what? Because then we're going to (laughs) fight. Yeah. I think 
all we do have a tendency to fight internally anyway. So it's like if we're already fighting internally, we don't want to have to have external fights as well. Um, and I mean, I think that's where the external fights come from, are from the internal fights, right? So the reason the animals don't fight externally, and when they do their playing, is because they're not internally fighting with themselves. Well, we've actually come to the end of our show. We are on the Everyday Attraction Express route with our 30-minute show, and we appreciate so much you being part of it. And we hope something that you heard today, you'll be able to take away and find more joy, more freedom, more room in your life to be who you really are. So thank you, my dear feel-good sister. Have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And as we like to say every week, feel Feel good. Sister. sister. See you next time. Ever notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio.